What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Melodic, and you're listening to STP Radio. Nothing you hear on this show is financial advice. Just got some, like, not rapid fire, but got some questions up prepared. Um, I wanted to ask, what skills do you think are worth learning? So I know you uh, are trying to learn video editing right now. And I wanted to know, I mean, with, with how busy your schedule is, I imagine it's not for client work. I would imagine it's for your own YouTube. Um, so yeah, do you like maybe just talk a little bit about like why you're learning it or what you plan to do with it? I don't know what software you're planning on using. I, I'm, I'm a real like beginner with this stuff. So I use, I use CapCut. I have no issues with CapCut. It can actually, it's quite powerful for being like a starter video editor. So I upgraded from iMovie to CapCut, which are both free softwares, but I'm, I'm sure you're learning like Adobe or something. So if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm picking up Premiere Pro mostly because my girlfriend's sister works at Adobe. So she got me the entire suite of products for a hundred bucks for the entire year. So I figured if I can get that shit for real cheap, I might as well learn it. Um, so that's what I, that's why I picked Premiere Pro. But to answer your original question, like what should you pick up if you're trying to learn skills to like do side projects and stuff? I would, I would say, and this is probably cliche, but like something that speaks to you, right? Like I've always loved programming. I studied computer science. Like it's always been a hobby and passion of mine. And the, I, I explained it on the LF Growth Space a second ago. The only reason NFT God exists and the only reason my newsletter exists and the 1% Club and 1% Better, my new brand I'm building on, all that exists is because when COVID started, I started learning Python. I started teaching myself Python, a programming language. And because I taught myself Python, I started building out crypto scanners. And because I was getting so into the crypto space because of that, I heard about NFTs. And because I heard about NFTs, I created this Twitter account. And now I have a business that's turned into my literal life's purpose, right? So you ask, what skills should you be picking up, this and that? If you pick up a skill that doesn't speak to you, you're not going to stick with it and you're not going to create purposeful work. So like I wouldn't just like pick up Python just because I picked it up and that worked and that worked for me and turned into something. You know, if you're into content into media, pick up video editing. That's something that you got to find the intersection of like what's in demand in this world and what you like, right? Like if you pick up like crocheting because you really like crocheting, I don't know. I don't know what the demand the demand right now is for crocheting, and that's no disrespect to the crocheters in this room right now. I mean, on Shark Tank, on the episode I watched yesterday, there was someone who, who was a, a crocheter, and they're starting a crocheting business. They didn't get any investors. Everyone got out real quick, so maybe that tells you something about the market. Not in it for the crocheting right now. Point being is you got to find that intersection of what speaks to you and like what's valuable in the market. And what's valuable in the market right now is coding, is video editing, is photo editing, is copywriting, is marketing, is social media. If any of those things speak to you, just start doing, and it'll eventually turn into something. Uh, I know that was a really long-winded answer, Flourish, but uh, that's what I got. No, I love it, bro. And I, I just think it, it does have to be something you can apply, whether it be for like you or if you actually want to do client work. Because, I mean, I know some people are just taking the, the ghostwriting route, and they're really doing that for like, you know, like some kind of agency building. Um, Follow-up question to that is with the YouTube channel. I was sort of wondering if you were taking it the route of, uh, so I recently, I, I wasn't really sub to Champ. I actually didn't even know he had a YouTube channel probably until like two weeks ago, believe it or not. So I really like his channel, but I was wondering if you're going to also take it that 
Web3 route because you have the the crossover of all your interests, right? So you are known as NFT God, but you also have like the investing element, the tech element, like all that, like the self-help. And obviously with a Web3 channel, there's that sort of cap that you have to, to an audience that you can bring in. So I was wondering what way you're going to take the channel if you were going to obviously, again, your brand is NFT God, but wondering, you know, sort of if you're going to hit one of those crossovers, if you're going to focus more self-help, if you're going to go with more investing, that type of stuff. No, I'm not going to talk about NFTs at all. The, the fact of the matter is, and this is just a fact, like, sorry if this hurts your feelings. There's just no one who likes NFTs on YouTube, right? Like I think the nifty people are the three most entertaining people in web three, uh, Nick PO and kicks. Like I think they, I think their chemistry and the way they speak to each other is on a whole nother level. Like it reminds me of, like early bar stool with like Prez. I, I remember listening and all oh, this guy is incredibly so funny. I, I get that with them, but they get like 2000 views per video because there's no one in web three on YouTube. Okay, so it depends what your goals are. My goal is to build a big audience so I can get more people to my newsletter and in turn get them to my community. And because my goal includes getting a bigger audience, I'm not going to talk NFTs because there's no one on YouTube who cares about NFTs. Maybe in the future they will, but right now there isn't. What do people on YouTube care about? They care about investing. They care about technology. AI videos are popping off. You know, I really care about self-improvement and self-growth. There's a huge audience for self-improvement and self-growth on YouTube. So um, when I go on YouTube, I'm going to give that audience what they want, that intersection of what they want and what I can provide. And there is no intersection that includes NFTs on YouTube. And again, everyone's goals are different. So if you just like love talking about NFTs, and you, you can sit in a room by yourself and talk about NFTs all day and you don't care if anyone hears you then go on YouTube and create NFT. And I don't mean this, I'm being real passionate about that. this because it, it just plays better on spaces. I know there's people in here who create NFT YouTube videos. So I just I don't mean that as any offense whatsoever. I'm just saying for myself, from what I see, the most talented people on YouTube who talk about NFTs deserve millions of views, but they get a couple thousand just because there's no people on YouTube for NFTs. So Twitter's the NFT place, but when I go to YouTube, I'm going to try other things and serve other people that I could potentially bring into my audience. I agree because I, I just think, I think Champ does it so well for the space he's in and he actually pulls in a really good audience and it's, it's for sure niche. And if he wants to drive anybody to like his alpha pass or like his NFT, any of that, like he probably can, but again, there probably is that cap. So the sort of last question I'll ask you before we get to the hands and then, you know, I'll throw it to Chris as well. Um, I wanted to ask your thoughts on, I mean, I imagine you're doing short form with this as well, but, um, champ said he's investing a lot of money in a short form and he said he should have hopped on it in the last bull run. I mean, Gary V says, put out as much content as humanly possible. It's leveraged. The videos could pop off whenever. And one of my favorite quotes, I think it's from Gary as well. I'm sure Alex Hermosi said this and a lot of other people, um, short form is a gateway to the long form content. So, I mean, I'm for sure leveraging this as much as I can with the podcast. I see Gento out there. I know he is doing this. He's going to go crazy with the short form. I'm going to send him those short form videos. And like the whole point of it is to, you know, hit these people. Well, I mean, obviously you can go way more viral, but it's to hit people with short attention spans who then say, oh, this was interesting and go to the long form. So I was sort of wondering if you not even just had a strategy, but if you plan, I imagine to leverage short form 
YouTube shorts, TikTok reels, all that. Yeah, I just, you just gave me a, well, you didn't give me a great idea, but you just give me the thought of Gentle Tornado creating short form videos. And that's like the most fire idea ever. So I know you've already been creating clips of your, your podcast, Gentle, but man, if you turn those motivational shit you do into short form, that'd be incredible. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, short form right now, with especially with YouTube Shorts, there's a supply and demand issue with YouTube Shorts. The issue is, is there's not a lot of supply, but there's a ton of demand. Um, and so there's a lot of people getting tremendous amounts of views uh, on YouTube Shorts, even with like mediocre content, because there's that supply and demand issue. And so, yeah, you, you have to go shorts. Um, my strategy is pretty simple. I'm going to create long form videos with short form in mind. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'll have a video that'll be like five things I'm focused on in this area, you know, whatever it is. And I'll film it and script it in a way where I can easily then go back and chop it up into four or five shorts. And if you write your videos and script it in a way with shorts in mind, it's going to be very easy to go back and edit it and turn them into shorts, uh, which could then drive millions of views overnight, which will then drive them to your, you know, long form content, which your long form content could then be the place where you try to convert them for me will be to my newsletter or to be wherever you want it to go. So yeah, short form is definitely a, a place to go. TikTok's obviously popping off. Um, and YouTube shorts, because it's so new, has an incredible supply and demand issue where anything can really get a ton of views overnight really quick. I appreciate that answer. And I'll throw it back to, to Chris after I just say this. I just think that's the best way to do. I mean, obviously shorts and anything, but now that every platform is doing some form of shorts, it's just like you can take one clip and put it everywhere. So I think between like reels, I'm sure like, I don't know if Facebook has anything, but like the, it's just free traffic at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm just going to try to go crazy with short form. And that that's the reason I love, like if you have some sort of podcast or really long form content, there are so many clips within that that could be its own like clip that you could put everywhere. So I, I just love the idea of just taking long form content and just clipping it and putting on short form. So pretty, pretty basic concept, but like in 2023 short form is not dead yet. I mean, it's, it's only going up from here. It's just like the start. So I'll, I'll throw it back to Chris. No, all, all really good points being made and a relevant, a relevant kind of perspective I want to make it. We'll, we'll get to these hands and I will say, for everyone that's on stage right now, like we'll get to all these hands. Once we get to those, if there's time, we'll bring up more. So we won't necessarily worry about the order because I have no idea what the order is. So we'll get to these ones and if there's time, we'll bring up more. So co-hosts, let's just keep that in mind that we're not just bringing people up because then we'll be here for, for hours. Um, so a relevant perspective that I'm going to throw out there really, really quick when the, we'll get to a gentle tor tornado is I love the, like, I really like the people who, who teach their, their, their thing. So an example is like my Amazon content. I taught about how to find suppliers, how to set up the account and to tie it to the NFT community that I, I would like to see more of is there's a lot of like people making alpha calls. Like the alpha community is quite large, but an interesting perspective that you don't necessarily necessarily see a lot of is like how you make the calls, like how are you doing this? And then you can actually build an audience uh, of teaching people how to do that, which is actually, in my opinion, a much more scalable kind of business model. So that was just a perspective I wanted to throw out there. But Gentle Tornado, I'm super happy you're here, man. What's going on? Yeah! Oh, 
my god this is my first twitter space back in four fucking days i'm ready baby listen i love this shit like three of my favorite people is a fucking co-host slash co-host just coming off an absolute banger i heard the last bit of the last space because i was at my son's soccer listen here's the deal we are just at the fucking beginning of short form content and all these mfers that have already been doing it got the leg up so Listen, I, I judge myself the most on balancing being a dad and a husband and all kinds of shit, but I need to post at least three to five times a day. I have fucking 100 hours of fucking content, and uh, yeah, I think it's just wide open, just like what NFT God said. The, the fact is this. Where we're at right now in the world is knowing about NFTs and crypto is a bonus. But doing the other stuff is the meat and potatoes. So like what I do is my niche. Same with NFT God. Sometimes you wouldn't even know that he's talking about NFTs and crypto, which is the biggest alpha of his account. And I know that he, he knows this exactly because we talked about it extensively on my podcast together and off camera. But it's like that's an added benefit that we can all sit here and talk about NFTs and crypto. But in the, the general fucking like population people don't necessarily want to talk about that so that's just an added on kind of like a closer so i think yeah it's oh you know short form content is wide open let's fucking go we're absolutely riding 2023 ain't ready what's sick about his strategy and, and tornado strategy and what i've been working on is like obviously our core like audience is nft and web3 people but the shit we talk about 90% of the time, which has nothing to do with NFTs, doesn't alienate our core audience, right? Like, we can talk about, general is obviously all about positivity. I talk about investing and self-improvement and learning and knowledge and all that. We can talk about those things 95% of the time, and it doesn't alienate the core Web3 audience. So if you can figure out your intersection, right? Like your cross section between web three and four other things or two other things, then that's the money where you can harness your core audience of web three people, but also talk about other things which could then attract people from outside of web three, which that's when you start getting, you know, the, the bigger audience allows you to do a lot of different things with your business. So that's, that's the core thing. I, you know, if you did, if you were the intersection of the NFT and sports, you might be in a tough spot because, I don't know if everyone in NFTs care about sports and you'd start alienating your core audience if all you talked about was, you know, sports, which, hey, if you want to have fun, talk about whatever you want. But what I'm saying is, is try to find your intersections between things that doesn't alienate your core audience. You can go gentle, T. Tornado, your hand is up, brother. We might be in his soccer game. His maybe his son scored. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, cel he's celebrating it. Uh, so we we can move on. Who had who had their hand up next? Well, like we're just gonna get to them all. So I'll just go as I see in order, which is Joey then Droop. What's up, guys? Awesome. Uh, I love this. I love all these after party spaces that are popping up all over the place. It's it's so cool because it gives it gives a more intimate feeling, but also like still get to talk about cool stuff. Um, I, I wanted to echo something earlier. I also use the Adobe suite. I have since computers were built um, and Adobe first came out. I think it's the best Photoshop, Illustrator, Premiere Pro, After Effects. Um, I love Adobe. Um, I know there's other softwares out there and there's even some free ones you can use. Um, but I think Adobe is one of the best 
out there. So I would I would also recommend it. And then um, one thing I wanted to say that I didn't mention because we were running out of time on the last space when that gentleman came up and was asking about getting a job. Getting your first paid job is probably the hardest thing you will ever do. Like being able to, you know, applying for a paid job or trying to, you know, sell yourself to somebody when you when you haven't ever had a paid job in Web3 is so difficult. And I know everybody is believes in their ability and their experience, right? But you cannot get discouraged when you keep applying for like paid jobs and, you know, people don't call you back or don't email you back or message you back. Um, what I did and what I recommend for most people is, and I think NFT God said it too, right? Is you need to just offer your services for free, right? You need to build a really, really strong portfolio of whatever it is you're doing. And then they can't say no to you, right? Because you have this amazing portfolio with these amazing testimonials that, you know, really shows the type of work you do. And, and to echo again what everybody has said, if you're passionate about it, you're going to be really good at it, right? So, like, I see all the time people talk about YouTube automation and Amazon storefronts and, like, all these ways that you can make six figures online, right? I don't want to do YouTube automation. I don't want to do Amazon storefronts. I will probably be miserable at them because I don't want to do them, right? So... Yeah, I, you know, again, I'm echoing a lot of what people said. So I, just find something you're passionate about. Give that service away for free. Build an amazing portfolio. And then nobody will be able to say no when you apply for a job. So I like that. Sorry, I, I kind of changed it. I kind of changed the topic a little. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's what this is all about. This is like the after party. We talk about whatever we want. Like we can talk about what we had for supper last night. If that's what you want to talk about. That is the beauty of, of this room. Um, so one thing I'll say, I really like that point you brought up. And actually, my original job before I started doing all the side hustles was the, re the way I got this job is it wasn't even posted. I actually connected with people through social media. And I, I became close to the recruiter that way. And then they found out about me and like the job never actually got posted. So some real alpha, like, the, like most jobs never make it to being posted. Like most don't. So some alpha for people out there is like, if you can network and connect with people, social media, like if there's a, if you know you want to work at OpenSea, figuring out who does the hiring and, and starting to engage with them is not a bad idea. So that's just some advice from someone who had success in that one time. I mean, maybe it's horrible advice. I don't know, but it's to be seen. But I did say Drupal is next. What's going on? Can, wait, can I just real quick? Yeah, yeah, go um, ahead. Go ahead go so ahead. I don't like to talk about myself, but I... I because I, I don't pump myself up, but I started an agency back in April and I, I try to help people that are also interested. And today I had a conversation with somebody and they were like, how did you get your first client? And I said, network. And they said, well, what did you do? And I said, I was on Twitter. I was in discord. I was on like, I was in every single community. I joined every single community. I bought passes to every single community. And I literally just, made friends and talked and right like it's like the the power of networking it, it's really true it's it's like one of the oldest sayings your net worth is your network right so like it's it's echoing again with somebody else said which is what chris just said right is like you need to just go out there make friends with people talk to people 
build a network. And one day you'll be surprised. Somebody will probably just knock on your door and be like, yo, I know we've been hanging out for three months. You're always active. You want to be a mod? You want to try to be a community manager? You want to host the spaces with me? Whatever. Just put yourself out there. And with that being said, who's active right now? Because I have a job post in. So if you could tweet who's active, then we can actually go up and find out who's active. And that would be super helpful. No, I love that, Joey. That's a really great story. It, and it just goes to show like sometimes the stuff we say in these spaces are actually actionable, which you love to see. So hopefully some people will take, take note on this. Um, Droop, what's going on? Droop's account is growing faster than a mushroom in Super Mario Brothers. I, just hey, gotta say bro, that. I was waiting for it. You gotta slide that in there, bro. <laughs> bro, that's all I comment on your on your on your content. It's so funny. You I got like an inside joke. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, no. Look, short form content is king. I mean, it is. I mean, you know, people their attention spans are cooked. They're they're cooked. Um, you know, they just don't have like the you know, the wherewithal anymore, kind of like, it's kind of like COVID, COVID kind of like, uh, facilitated this, um, in a way, um, like, for example, in my, in my high school, you know, you know, when anyone has free time, all they're doing is just scrolling, doom scrolling through Instagram reels and TikTok, because they're addicted, so you might as well, uh, take advantage of that addiction, post your content, and then, in that way, uh, build your brand, so, uh, yeah. You heard it here first. Take advantages of kids' addictions, everyone. That is the play you want to be doing. Uh, I'm kidding, but not really. No, seriously. Uh, everyone's on short-form content now. You have to be taking advantage. Drew, that advice was more fire than a mushroom in, in Super Mario Brothers. I appreciate you, dude. Uh, I think, Chris, I'm going to throw it back to you. You're the host. You, you yeah, yeah. No, I... I... I uh, I gotta I want to um, flourish. Got co-host privilege. You know what I mean? Like he's got to have that that bump. I feel I feel bad bad seeing him over there with his hand up. So we'll we'll let flourish give us two cents, and then we'll go to I'm gonna call. Uh, sorry if I say this wrong. I'm following you back at least, but it's Moshi after Flor uh, flourish first though. So I have an urgent message here. I got a text from Gentle saying I lost signal. Can you say this point? I'm not trying to be only a web three brand i want to be able to sell my brand to everybody in all caps in the world so i had to let everybody know he rugged but he wants to sell his brand to everybody in the world so i heard that in his voice too which is crazy i'm just shocked that I, he texted you scream. like you guys are on a text messaging like level we are we are i i edit clips for him so we are at that point we are moving fast in our relationship yes oh my god I think Flora should do his own space on how to DM reply and network in NFT crypto because there you go. We'd love to see it. Uh, anyway, Moshi, what's up? Hey, what's up, Chris? Uh, first time on your stage, so appreciate you having me up here. Uh, Alex, I, I want to push back on something you said about there not being Web3 content, um, not being like a web three audience on youtube i don't think there's much of a quote-unquote web three audience on twitter how, how do you feel about that uh that would shock me because my name is nft god and i've uh built ninety four thousand followers over last year so i would be shocked that there's not much i guess i here's my prediction you're, you're making you're gonna make a point that the nft audience in 
respect to the rest of Twitter is not too big. Is that what you're about to go into? No, I'm, I'm saying that if you go through, like, what are the top spaces right now or the top creators, quote-unquote Web3 creators, the content that they're making is 95% not about NFTs because they, most people who are, quote-unquote, in Web3 don't have much of an interest in the technology or in the real like ethos of decentralization or in whatever else they believe Web3 stands for. So there are a bunch of people who gather together for a lot of different reasons, whether they're degenerates who straight up want to just gamble, whether they came just for community, silly PFPs and whatnot. Uh, you have the traders, you have the real tech enthusiasts, you have people just looking to make a quick buck. Like the demographics that make up NFT Twitter are really, really split. And what we're left with now is like what they call Web3 Twitter. None of the contents about Web3, you have maybe two spaces that I am aware of that actually cover, like that have a audience that covers in-depth like uh, coverage of like NFT content. And it still makes up a very small percentage. You know, I'm talking about like um, Coffee with Coffee with Captain. That's, that's a show that I go to. And again, it's a smaller subsection of the show that really covers that that stuff and you go to like the nifty um portal like their stuff like easy covers it but again how much of that content is going to be actual nft stuff versus just you know shooting the crap with everyone and saying hello it's like and that's cool that's great but i don't think that there's much of an audience in general so 100 percent like you growing out your brand to one percent better is the natural evolution and when this this tech actually scales. I think that at a certain point you're going to, and you're you're going to push. You're not going to agree with this publicly, at least. But you will eventually abandon NFT God because it will make no sense to keep it. Like there's everyone who is currently here now is not. Most of them are not going to like be interested when this tech actually scales because it will no longer be anything like the current degen culture. That's uh that's my take. No, I mean I. So here's here's what I'd say is. Web3 isn't just talking about NFTs all day. It's a culture. And so I, I believe that culture encapsulates a lot of different things and a lot of different subjects. Um, so I do believe these people were all into NFTs and the audience is here. We just talk about other things. I believe Web3 encapsulates more than just a culture. Uh, I'm not going to abandon NFT God. My hope, though, to your point, is I hope that the 1% better brand gets bigger than NFT God, right? Like I hope 1% better blows up on YouTube and TikTok and YouTube shorts and Instagram. And eventually more people know me for 1% better than they do NFT God. But my core audience knows me for NFT God. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to be keeping it. Um, I just hope that my umbrella brand gets, gets huge. Um, so that's how I would uh, address those two points. Flourish, Chris, I don't know if you have any thoughts on those subjects. No, I think you covered. I, I, I did like that point is an interesting point because it's like, how do you scale beyond crypto Twitter and beyond with a name like NFT God? And you just actually made a very good point. So it's, it kind of reminds me of like, like you got Gary Vee and V friends, and his goal is to be V friends to be the, the bigger thing. And I think it's kind of like a, a similar connection there, which I see. And that makes a lot of sense to me. So um, I see Flourish there with his hand up, but then after Flourish, we'll go to Nate. And then Uncle Sam. I was just going to say, I, I, I am totally pigeonholed by NFT God. Like, I, I believe 
at the size I am on NFT Twitter, I don't believe I can get much bigger in the current environment. Like I think if uh, there's another bull run, I think the NFT audience would quadruple overnight and I could potentially get way more followers. But I think with the name NFT God and this extremely ugly PFP, which for the record, I got back today. So for all the trolls in the audience, oh, you got to change your PFP. Uh, I got the NFT back, so uh, go kick rocks. Um, anyway, I, I don't think, you know, I, I could get much larger than I am now with my current branding. And I mean, and that's why I built 1% better is because I could capture an audience that won't be weirded out by a monkey with snot coming out of its face and a weird party hat. So um, that's my point. That Flourish, I know you had your hand up. No, yeah, you're good. I just caught the end of that that convo there, and um, it sort of reminded me, Chris, of like what we were talking about this morning at STB Radio when you know we talked about you changing your profile picture, and I just think it really is, um, it's it's like a starting point in my eyes. Uh, I have said this over and over again, but even though my content is not just for Web three people, it can apply to anybody. I think the fact that I'm in the niche of crypto Twitter by itself is making the content do better than it would normally if I was just posting to a broad audience. So I think it's sort of all about that that start and it, it really can launch you far. I mean, NFT God's the, the example right there of how far it can actually launch you. But I think eventually it it does turn into that, you know, like the actual brand itself. It's no longer like the snot monkey. It's Alex. And that is, you know, has the ability to go a, a lot further. So I think I see it as more of like a way to to start and build up in a really like uh, sub niche, I guess, because I think, you know, everybody here appreciates creativity, innovation, wants to see you grow, which you don't get a lot of on Twitter. At least, I mean, this is the one area of Twitter I've actually really enjoyed besides like sneaker Twitter back in the day. But I just see it as sort of a, a starting base point for people. And then I guess the hope would be that you can get broad enough content that you can sort of launch out of there and build an audience that's, you know, more than Web3. Okay, a few things. So A, I seen a few people wave and I always think that that means that they're leaving respectfully, but I'm starting to think it means they have something to say. So that's something that I just learned. So Moshi, I see you, you waved at that. So I'm going to get to you in one sec. Uh, and the other thing I was going to say is something else I'm thinking is kind of like right now, the audience is really low in quote unquote web three, which I, I'm just not a fan of that term altogether, but we use it. Um, but I think about like the original column crypto influencers on coins and stuff like that, like, it, it grew so maybe it is smart to be here and just stay here and just grow with the audience because we're so early and like the thing is it's like proof of concept is kind of there because like there is a lot of appeal to this like, like i always kind of think if a thousand people like it then five thousand people can like it and if five thousand people can like it then a hundred thousand people can like it and it just got to get there most doesn't like that point but it's just a perspective but anyway i'll let you clap back and then we'll we'll get to nate yeah, Chris, uh, not, not a, I don't like it. I disagree with it. So my my arguments, and Alex, like, you you would have to run the analytics on your followers. I wouldn't have access to all that data. Like, um, but I would, I would, I would wager that probably upwards of thirty five percent of your followers are not Web three at all, like or related at all. If you look at your viral threads, they're not related to nft content whatsoever because that's not going to get viral the people who really took off um in terms of like crypto trading you have to realize there's a major difference between crypto and nfts 
like all the big people they when you say like crypto twitter no, like most people in this audience has never really interacted much with crypto twitter some people in crypto twitter has interacted with nft twitter but nft twitter which is all the jpegs they're more niche than crypto twitter it's like a different ball game and the nft god was a provocative name right like uh, alex has said many times could have been he mentioned like it could have been nft jesus but it was taken like the idea was just stand up in someone's face get a mutant instant like um at the time was an instant way and still is to get into the community and now like you build up your he got his viral tweet blew up like off that and now he has that social proof and now that he has legs to stand on now he could develop out take his his uh, followers and start to build out from a platform he actually controls a newsletter and then you know transfer them over to another platform which where you actually could start to like monetize much like someone who capitalizes on tiktok but wants to have an amazon store or wants to do affiliate marketing same same concept right of moving over your audience and in the nft the nft twitter space when we do scale it looks like reddit if you look at reddit's uh drop they didn't onboard anyone to the space because that's not the way people are going to utilize the tech they're not going to know they're utilizing the tech much like uh i've used example a million times google maps i don't know how the algo works but i can get from point a to point b and that's the way blockchain has to get to to scale everyone and that's the way it's going to be when when the masses come so they're not going to be hopping around in little uh communities like this and having these kind of conversations social audio i'm bullish on blockchain technology i'm bullish on this like dgen web3 what they call web3 these dgen conversations on twitter in regards to this technology and just shooting bs that's not going to go far i would say it's uh once this stuff scales this will fizzle out or will just remain a very very small niche that will never hit mass scale so if you put this your entire focus i don't believe you'll ever really hit those goals but you know there's a lot of people who disagree with that and that's fine that's just uh that's just my take no i think you're right the point's well received you know, I, uh, I like to be devil's advocate at times. You know, I like to think actions speak louder than words. I'm up here with a, you know, a doxed avatar and most of my content is not NFT related. So your, your point is well received and I'm super bullish on your, your hex docs photo. I would have the same if I wasn't under a six day short review, quote unquote, by Twitter. They have no staff left to do these reviews. So unfortunately, if you change your profile picture, you're stuck, which is uh, super unfortunate. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get to Nate. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. Chris, NFT God Flourish. Love you guys. Thank you so much for hosting the space. Before I get us back on a topic that we were discussing previously, um, Tomoishi's uh, take on NFT space and the actual following, I wanted to touch on what we were talking about earlier um, in, the, in the revenue stream. Uh, the revenue stream space, and I wanted to touch on short-form content. I hope that's okay. Before I do, I want to make sure that it's okay with the co-host that I do that, um, or if you wanted to touch on this particular subject, the NFT space, uh, any longer before I do. The co-host has no say in this space, so the host, now I'm, I'm totally just playing. No, NFT goes super chill. I'm super chill. 
go down any way you want. We're super Sweet. happy to okay. engage. I'll make, it, I'll make it quick. Like I said, I'm going to touch on two points, but I'll try to fit it in the space of one. Um, I wanted to touch on what actually you said, Chris, earlier in the revenue stream space. You actually touched very briefly, briefly on your experience with affiliate marketing. And in that space, when I heard that, I wanted to jump out of my seat and, you know, c climb through this computer to, you know, to, to really preach that because lately I've been uh, not necessarily taking the monetization route, but just something as si something as simple as just putting a referral link to a service that you actually use. Something like somebody DMs you a question. Somebody DMs you a question. Hey, man, what do you think about this? I don't know. What kind of software do you recommend for this? Hey, crypto taxes are coming up. What, you know, what, what do you recommend, right? And I'm not super huge. I'm not super famous. But I do have an answer. Or at least I have my answer. I have my recommendation, right? But a lot of these things that we're going to suggest to people anyways, Things that you would suggest to your brother if you had one. Things you would suggest to your mom. You're not going out of your way to be a sellout, and you're not really, you know, being a salesperson. But a lot of these programs and services have affiliate links that, while you're going to share something anyways, you can look to see if they have, you know, affiliate programs. See if you can get a little bit of a commission off of that. So even with the small community that I've built for myself with content creation, which I want to touch on in a second, uh, a lot of people have questions, just general questions about what services or products I recommend. And this isn't even me having to go out of my way to sound like I'm, you know, grifting or, or trying to shove anything down anyone's throat. It's like, here's the answer. And here's a link that happens to give, you know, here's my re referral link. And the, the income that I've received off of that alone has almost matched my day job. So there'd be days where I don't go to work. And because I get paid by the hour, it's like I didn't work today at my day job, but I still got paid for the day passively off of that. And I, and we can touch on that in a second, but I'm going to speed up here. Um, how did I get to this point is through content creation, short form content. You hear it over and over again. You'll hear NFT God say it. You'll hear everybody. It's like hot, hot, hot. But my specific take on this is how, right? So a lot of people are going to say a lot of people by now know, okay, well, I need to hop on short form content. I, I, all the businesses are doing it. All the big brands are doing it. If I get on it now, okay, so now you have the motivation. Now you know what to do, but now it's like, uh, okay, so how do I do this whole video production short form content thing, right? So I, what I plan on doing personally and the value that I want to provide to the space is an actual tangible thing. I want to provide a complete simplified guide with templates. I'm talking Adobe Premiere Pro templates for, for the exact captions that I used for, the, for these vertical real style captions to make it easy for people to, if they don't have the budget to go with an agency or pay another editor and they, they know that they have to do it themselves, I want to make literal templates for either for both Premiere, for Instagram, you know, uh, video, mobile app templates, even Canva templates, right? So we know that we have to do short form content, but a lot of people might not have that know-how. It's like, what does that even mean? Okay, how do I actually do the editing part? Well, that's the part that I want to make easy and simplify and honestly give away for free, if not a lead magnet, you know? So that's my, my, that's my personal take. What are your thoughts? The floor is your RMP. I don't know if you have an opinion on that. Feel free to, to pipe up. But I mean, it's, it sounds like you're just, you're offering free value as a way to kind of get into the sales funnel, not a sales funnel, but like a funnel into your world, which you can't go wrong. I mean, you're, if you're creating value and that's so you're, you're, you're creating something that people are, are obviously looking for and need help with. So, I mean, from my point of view and I am nobody, 
I really like the sounds of it. I don't know, Alex or, or Forge, if you have anything to comment. <clears throat> no, it sounds like you're building an interesting business that's going to be uh, real valuable to people, man. That's, uh, I think you spoke for yourself. <laughs> Sweet, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. So we'll go to, I really want to hear Kalen, but we luckily we have a decent amount of time left. So we will hit up Uncle Sam. He's been patient over there. Um, what's going on? So I guess Uncle Sam fell asleep at the keyboard. Oh, no, he's here. Okay. Hello, sir. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me. So much value has been shared here. And um, uh, this is the first time I'm attending your space, Chris, and it's just been awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so what I have for, what I want to um, share, I have three things to share, and I have a question that I would like some clearance because I, I just love learning. I'm always constantly learning, and over here I've, I've been learning so much already. Okay, the first one is okay. Talking about what um, NFT God was um, uh, when he when he said something about branding. Now this um, to some people who may also be having this kind of problem as well. The NFT God has been able to you know, figure it out himself, and from what he said, we've seen clearly that he's not planning to change what he has, the brand he has already. Now I got to connect with. Um, I got to like. Besides his content, the whole branding, I, I got to fall in love with that because of how unique it was. Like <laughs> the name of, the name itself has this sense of authority, you know, NFT God. <laughs> we know what God signifies that. So uh, it's just so, so unique, so powerful. And I just connected with that word. So <laughs> people who just see it as a clear authority. So to me, just keep that out. It's just crazily unique. And, uh, uh, so anyone, just create a space for yourself that you know that this is just you. You're uniquely yourself. You know, people cannot easily replicate what you stand for, you know. So that's just one thing for that. Okay, then the second thing was um, regarding the short-form content. And then I'm going to share a tip to people that may be struggling to create um, short-form content. So regarding short-form content, we've heard it already that short-form content is king. But one thing we need to understand is that sometimes you may be um, at a position where you're struggling to deliver the short-form content because there are some contexts you have, there are some... Um, ideas you want to share that need you to express yourself, you know. Now, one thing about this short-form content for you to get the right attention is to have the ability to create the right hook, you know, because I've seen a lot of people have good content. What The only thing that is selling, and, and the problem most young people, um, growing creators have is that they want to follow what big accounts are doing. Meanwhile, they should look at what these big accounts have been doing already before um, following what they are doing right now. Because if someone has an audience, you know, there are some content that that person will post at that particular time that will fly, which that person wouldn't have post um, back in the days, you know. So one thing that sells with short-form content coming from um, a green creator, like myself and every other person that is here, which has worked for me, is learning how to have the right hook, you know, learning how to create copies, learning how to sell. It's very, very important because that's what's going to sell your content. That's what's going to sell you. That's what's going to sell your brand. So it's very important you get to know that. Then how do you create this content? Because now we are having more uh, versatility when it comes to content. You are, we are seeing the content creation um, industry going more into video content. So how do you um, dive into video content? You may be someone that loves writing, 
But people are watching videos these days. People are jumping on videos. TikTok is blowing up, and it's not just about dancing anymore. And we have to we have to accept the fact that it's good to be on various platforms, not just one platform, because who knows what will happen tomorrow? What if your account gets hacked and you lose your Twitter or you um, anything, anything terrible can happen? You, you could get banned or stuff. So you need an audience from elsewhere that you could you know um, push back to while you're starting up again. So with TikTok, you could. Um, create your short form content, that is your, your written content on a video. I'm, I'm sure some of us must have seen this already, but it's it's something that you should try out because I've tried it out and the algorithm is just favoring it big time. So how do you do that? You get a short video, a short video clip, let's say highest 10 seconds, or it's the shorter the um, length of the video, the better because the algorithm will read it that people are watching the video over and over again. So what do you do? You get a short video, you get your write-up. You're just assuming that you're creating a normal Twitter thread if you're if, you, if you're someone that likes creating threads. Okay, you're saying types of, you're listing something, how to, um, let's say, grow an account or how to do whatever, you know, how to stay safe. Okay, let me use that topic. How to stay safe in the crypto space. You know, that's the topic. You list it out, you list the point on that short video and you post it. You can use CapCut, very free app that has lots of tools. You can use that to edit the video and you post it. Or if you want to have more um, resources that you could add, you could use TikTok. You know, you can create, you can design the whole thing on TikTok. It's very easy. That's a very easy UI for you to do that. You design this stuff, you post it on TikTok, and then you can repost the same video from TikTok on other platforms. Now you may you may be wondering how what of um, the watermark because platform like Instagram, if, if it sees the TikTok watermark, the, the the algorithm sometimes doesn't favor it well because they are competitors, obviously. So how do you remove the watermark? You can use Snaptip. It's a website. Um, you, to remove watermark or any other site that is out there because there are many sites. Use that, remove the watermark, and then have your video. So you see, one content, you've been able to post it on YouTube, um, Twitter, you're able to post it as video content. And even that video content, you can use it and post it again, you know, later in future. Maybe you posted the, the thread today, then maybe in, in a week's time, you can post that video again. So you're having multiple, multiple content for yourself. This is what I've tried because I'm I, I based, I based on just... I'm creating more content in the Web3 space. I create content and I've written many, many content for different projects. So this is something that works, you get. So um, then finally... Uncle Sam, I want to um, jump in real quick, man. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I think we should do a space where we talk video editing for sure because I feel like we could talk about that forever. Uh, we only had 10 minutes left. I got to jump in like before that. Uh, I thought that was great, man. I, we should definitely do a space on video, but I want to make sure with the other two hands we got up here, we have enough time for all of them. I appreciate that, though. Those are some really good video tips. Uh, Kalen, who I've recommended, needs to start a space with Joey. There's just some sort of chemistry there. What's going on? We got a 9 a.m. scheduled for tomorrow, so don't you even worry about it. Me Let's and Joey Bowles are at it. Um, Let's go. I'll be super quick. I just wanted to say I think uh, one of the comments, Moishe's comments about, you know, uh, NFT Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, like, I do see us heading to a place where, like, somebody's name could be Coffee Ken or Reading Rebecca, and it doesn't pigeonhole them into, like, that is their one-dimensional personality. And we're headed to a space where, like, NFTs becoming ubiquitous or becoming, like, a very, very commonplace tool for all kinds of different applications where people are getting, it. like, it doesn't have to be a niche to be important. It suddenly becomes perhaps less pigeonholing and more a simple attribute of like someone's layer of interest that doesn't mean they can't speak on other topics. 
So I actually see it as that my two cents is just like I've been musing on this for a little bit when you were talking and if you got like uh, the other week about should you build a brand around this one thing and this one JPEG. I think that's going to become less of a constraint than we think, right? The more commonplace and the more awareness is brought to the space, it just becomes a reason like or your raison d'etre, if you will, or like whatever it is that you uh, find yourself drawn to, and we all have to find our thousand true fans before building, like before boiling the ocean. So the sheer fact that this was an entree into the space and that built, you know, up to a hundred k fans, I don't think that means Twitter is tapped or that crypto or NFT Twitter is tapped and that the growth is limited. It suddenly just becomes a little bit less important to why people are listening to you. Um, and that, I, I've been chewing all that for a while because I was like, that's really like, it's a really interesting, um, you know, way to analyze how you enter a space and how you show up for people. And does it mean that like, this is now all your, like, this is what you're known for. And I think the answer is absolutely not. It's you find your people and we don't think that VCs are only entitled to talk about venture capital. We don't think that people who like coffee are only entitled to talk about coffee. So the fact that NFT Twitter talks about a fuck ton of shit other than NFTs just means you have a common thread in your community. You found those people because you have something in common and the rest of your crossover builds from there. Like me and Joey are going to jam tomorrow morning and I'm going to ask him about CrossFit and his kids and his job and all of those things. But what brought us here was one future meaningless item. We will be friends that started with a seed. Um, and I think that's the way this whole community grows. So that is my two cents on the discussion. I think Moisha brought up interesting points. I don't happen to agree, and those are the reasons why, but I think it's a worthwhile conversation. Yeah, get out of my head, Kaylin. Get out of my head. <laughs> First of all, I got to attend one of these spaces. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a fire space. But second, I go back and forth because I, I, I understand. I, I agree with Moisture. I, I bet a good portion of my audience now is from outside NFTs and doesn't give a shit. I, I, you know, one of my uh, accounts I really use as inspiration, really admire, Dan Coe follows me now. So, I don't know, apparently he does. he's not scared away by cartoon monkeys. But I... Oh, don't, don't mind my uh, name drop right there, by the way, everybody. Um, but I, I just can't help but think that it doesn't help me get into a mainstream audience, the monkey and the name NFT guy. Like, I, I think it's, it's, I think the mainstream still yes. it has bad. The mainstream has to come to you. Facts. Wait, but I can get the mainstream even faster if I got a brand like one percent better who can get my content out nah, there. Nah, I get you. I get you. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm doing both, right? I got NFT God, who I have to say have a very core, loyal audience, and then I, I'm doing one percent better to try to capture outside. You know, a two pronged approach. So I don't know. I go back and forth. I, I I do believe though when the bull market comes back around. Uh, you know, it'll be an advantage to have this kind of brand and name and all that. So I don't know. I go back and forth on it. Yeah. I, Can I go? Yeah. I was going to say, oh, I don't know sorry. what's going on now. Okay. Yeah. Joey, I, you go. Yeah, I think so, all the hands have answered, sir, but we're kind of good just to finish off here. And, and okay. This, yeah. So, go so ahead. um, <clears throat> okay. So here's the, here's my, my, my 
opinion on, I've been waiting to, in response to what Moisha said. So, and it, so like saying because of the current market we're in, which is full of DGENs, right, is a direct representation of where we'll be and how we'll get there, I think is a mis, a fundamental misunderstanding of like why NFTs were created, right? So like, and I'm not saying he doesn't understand them because I know he does because he's a really smart guy. But what I'm trying to say is, is that like NFTs will eventually become synonymous with things that we don't even relate them to right now because the technology isn't even there yet. Right. So like I, I use the example all the time living in Florida of Disney and their annual passes. Like why are Disney's annual passes not NFTs, right? Why don't they sell a limited supply of annual passes in the form of NFTs so that way if people wanted to each month, if they couldn't go to Disney for the month of March, they can sell the month of March. Disney can take a percentage of that and people can actually come to their parks during that month and spend money on souvenirs, food, hotels, et cetera, because I'm not, right? So like if if mass brands start to adopt NFTs in ways that are beyond just JPEG flipping, right? Somebody like NFT God will hold weight because people will look at that name and look at the maybe you won't be a mute, maybe your your brand won't be that mutant forever, right? Me personally, I've had the same logo for like eight years. It's just who I am. I'll never change it to an NFT, right? So maybe your 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 it your brand image of the mutant will change, but the name NFT God doesn't pigeonhole you because if we keep growing in the NFT space how we are, it's going to become an everyday conversation at the dinner table, and your brand and your name will will hold weight. I mean, look at people. Look at like Jesse the Body Ventura. The dude was a professional wrestler and was known as the Body and became the governor of Minnesota, right? Look at people who were known to be actors and all of a sudden became, you know, like, you know, uh, TV show hosts and experts on politics and all. There's there's all kinds of examples of people whose brand has allowed them to pivot and move and change. So I don't think you're pigeonholed. I don't think you need to worry about, you know, your name or your image. And I don't agree that <clears throat> that the NFT space is capped or is like DGENs are ruining it or whatever the case is. I think there is so much unlimited potential right now with the blockchain and NFTs that if you're here now, you're you're so far ahead. There's like 10 points you made i would love to go on one of your spaces one day and just debate on uh not to like just argue or anything but like i think it would be really good conversation to talk about from the disney use case to oh i i i listen i love the web3 community and i'm a part of it i will always be a part of it i i don't know if one day i mean you saw it with reddit nfts right the the NFT Twitter didn't grow by more than 10 people when Reddit NFTs came out. Like people were using the technology, but that doesn't mean they're all of a sudden talking NFTs on Twitter, right? If my grandma buys a Disney NFT so she can go on Space Mountain 20 times over the winter, that doesn't mean she's going to be following NFT God on Twitter. So, you know, I, I think what we got here is like a very hardcore community around a technology. Like I lift weights four or five times a week. I'm not going on weightlifting.com to talk about which protein powder to buy. Um, anyway, there's there's a lot of different points. I'm sure we could debate. This show ends in a minute. I'm sure we could debate about this for hours and hours and hours. And I would love to actually. 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna ju- I'll jump on one of your spaces. Um, I hope you guys make it a regular thing. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's a debate. It's a, it's an interesting debate on branding. I, I would love to continue. So I guess we'll let Moshe do his quick clap back, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Yeah, Alex, fully agree with with your points in regards to um, that. The, the, the way Reddit didn't bring it up, the rest of Disney and anything else won't either expand this little space. Uh, but in regards to Disney, just there are so many obstacles in, in the way for that happening, along with airline tickets. I do believe that the tech will be the future. There's a lot of things to sort out, but it will be the future. But none of that will will make this space bigger of the, the DGENs here. And the pushback I have for both of you is that I don't think this space either, which I've I, I said a bunch of times, is really for the tech. Most people here are not for the tech. Uh, NFT God, most of your content has nothing to do with tech. And uh, most of your followers aren't following you for the tech, even though your name has NFT God in it. It was just an initial way to get in here. So like that's cool and all, but that's just uh, the reality of it. So get yourself a – get your your – um, you know, your handsome profile picture up there. Get yourself a little hexagon and join the wave. Me, you, and Chris are starting a movement. One day, also, man, when, when it gets big enough, 1% better, I'm doing it. I'll flip for you. But I also think we're really early, right? So I don't think it's fair to say that because look at crypto, right? When people first got into crypto, it wasn't because they thought the blockchain was the future. They got into crypto because they they thought they could buy buy Bitcoin at a dollar and sell it at $10, right? So like, we're so super early to say that like, again, to say that like the DGENs and like people aren't here for the tech. Yeah, because 90, I, I would I would probably bet 95% or more of the people in the NFT space don't even understand the tech yet, right? It just, it's, it's so new. So I agree that they're here, for, they're not here for the tech, but I think people will come here for the tech. And I mean, look at like the internet, nobody... It, it, it takes time and we're, we're exploding so fast. All valid points. I love to hear it. The beautiful part is, is that we're going to be able to watch it in real time unfold. And the bullish thing is that NFT God, AKA Alex has navigated it extremely well so far. He is obviously an entrepreneur and he will continue to do so. So I have full faith that he will navigate this in a very meaningful way. There'll be bumps along the road as there always are, but I'm very confident that NFT God is more than capable to to navigate this going forward. So I'm super excited to to watch it happen. And I appreciate everyone's opinions. These debates are what make us better. I feel like I'm actually more educated after listening to everyone's input. I love hearing both sides. It makes me feel like maybe we're not in such an echo chamber sometimes. So I definitely appreciate all the input. So anyway, this is the after party. I engagement farm off of NFT God. I'm Chris, aka Melodic, and this is the LF Grow After Party. <laughs>